Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, bum 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 bum. Wait, I got more music. Bum 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 bum. This is life. Drew. This life. That's right. Brought to you today by Burgamet.com and AlloRecovery.com. Bob, your center. Allo Recovery. It's Allo House Recovery Centers, actually, but you know that it's it's my place. Just Google me, and you'll find it. As well as our new sponsor, Lucinia Health. Hey, reminder, everybody, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you can find our sponsor as banners on thislifepodcast.com or the Dr. Ocon website. Find the banners for these products and services. Not only can you find the newest episode of the podcast, we also encourage you to click through the links, take advantage of these Drew and Bob endorse sponsors. Thank you. We picked these guys so you don't have to worry about it. And let me do a little explanation of the show. Thank you for your support. Let's get on with it. Go ahead. So this life, you know, we like to joke around. We talk about what we're specialized in. We talk about addiction. We talk about a lot of things, and then we joke around, and we have fun and entertainment. But there's something serious going on, and mm-hmm. so we have a guest. This is probably going to be a pretty serious show because I um, I know you're a victim advocate, and I know you, you're you very involved, and in, do you want to introduce the guest group? Deborah Go ahead. Tate, you, Deborah. Yeah. And, uh, Hi, guys. We, we need this right. we got to almost eat that This thing, is yeah? going to be serious stuff right here. Yeah. Because I, I really, you know a lot about the incarceration, about what's going on in the movements in California. Well, let's set up, let us set up Deborah's story Yeah, first. that's what I wanted you to do. Deborah is the sister of Sharon Tate. Uh, since Sharon's murder, really, you've devoted much of your life to victimized advocacy. Is that Whole correct? Family that did. is correct. Whole I know family. I know your mom and your dad, everyone was deeply, deeply committed. You've had to really carry the crucible lately. I think mostly just you now, right? It, I'm the only one you, left oh in the my, family. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. And... I, where should we start this conversation? Should we start with the history so people understand? I think that that's probably a good idea. Would you like to tell it? I, I'm curious how you tell that story because it's story. I, I, and I please, I don't want it to be too evocative. For me, it's evocative every time I hear it. If I read it on Wikipedia or I hear people bring it up, it's just oh. So I can just imagine for you. Back in 1969, my sister, uh, a budding actress, uh, was murdered along with. Four others in her house, um, and she was eight and a half months pregnant. How were you at the time? I was just, it was just before my 17th birthday. <sighs> Did you live out here in Los Angeles then too? We lived in Palos Verdes at the time. Uh, we had just moved back from Sausalito where, where we had been. But that was in the military? Uh, in the military. No. I'm an army brat. We're actually, we're, we were all army brats. Um and your sister was really a budding star at the Big time. Big time. Yeah. She had done six movies in six years, 230 magazine covers worldwide. And she was Roman Polanski's wife. And Roman Polanski's wife. Yeah. Uh, so these people called the Manson family uh, broke into the property and killed everyone. And then the next night broke into another property and killed two more people. 
they had murdered prior uh, a friend of theirs, actually a movie, uh, not excuse me, a music teacher by the name Gary of Gary Hinman, and after Shorty Shea at the residence that they were drug, housing He was at. a drug dealer they were getting money from, the Shorty guy, right? I don't think so. Shorty what? Shea was a ranch hand, a oh, movie right, hand right, at right. Spawn Ranch. He had very little to do with drugs so, that I know of. So how our paths cross is my mom was best friends and lived in Laurel Canyon with Mama Cass. Met, oh. met Manson. Thought he was a psycho freak. Everybody was mesmerized by him. It's Terry Melcher's house, your Absolutely. sister. And it, Terry Melcher was supposed to produce an album of Manson per Dennis Wilson's instruction and the whole Laurel Canyon hippie idiots. Bullshit. Right? right. Yeah. And your mom, in the moment of clarity, I'm, 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 I'm on to your mom and we have never been before. <laughs> my mom met Your Manson. mom or your sister mom? I'm always my, si- my sister mom. Oh, so she met Manson and she got... You know, she's a very attuned person. Your sister she mom, like, I could see. I and could see. all the hippies that she lived with loved it. No, oh, it's peace and love, right? And she was freaked out by him. And uh, she was friends with Terry. I believe Terry got out of that house because he didn't want Manson to know where he lived. You know, that's something that I had never considered before, but that would make sense. I mean... This went on for about two years, Manson was around here. he was... Well, Manson was around Terry quite a bit with the drug, sex, and rock and roll. He and Candace Bergen at the time, that was Terry's love interest. Uh, So they were familiar with the property. Never heard her name in relation to the Manson thing. Did she nah, ever? Yeah, she she's pretty smart and, and stayed uh, out of it. Kept herself, yeah, segregated yeah. from the whole deal. What? They owned the house before. They owned the house. No, they just they, sublet it to Polanski. Yes, Terry did, but not yeah. Candace. Candace was just the girlfriend, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she, what she would think about it. It was, was she the ever craziest speak about time. Not that I know of. <laughs> Not that I know. I, of. So I was watching. Anyway, I loved Cass. Uh, she was one of my favorite people yeah, that were was, around in the day. And but eventually, most of that crowd got hip to Manson. Dennis Wilson just liked the girls, and so basically, he was just a pimp. That's all the guy was—a scumbag pimp, right? Who used the hippie culture to do it in a different way and wanted to get himself famous by making a record. Ugh. Isn't it so sleazy? Well, so fucking sleazy. And we watched a documentary last night of Janis Joplin, and, and just that whole period. People lo- were out of their minds. But they elevated. Naive, naive they were. Exactly. But Coming naive. out of the 50s, of course. You know, that was laced up and and buttoned up and super straight. Right, and, and so all people that sudden, were sick were sort of hidden away or ostracized. Now this, the people that were not well were glamorized. They glo- they no, no, they were glorified. In. Forget blend in. They become, Janis Joplin was Mentally ill. I mean, she had oh, really know. serious stuff going on. This is this is the this is somebody we should be following in in her disease. I mean, oh, I, for and, sure. I, and and I love her music. I think she's a genius, but she was a very sick woman, and no one paid. What do you think the Wilson brothers are? <laughs> <laughs> no, you but that's their dad used to make them poop in a can in the living room because they didn't learn how to be toilet trained. 
They were trauma victims from the time. You know what I mean? From the get-go. And then they're leaders of a community. Where's this community going? And but it the just... country stood behind everybody. <laughs> that, know. You know what I mean? It was the, it was the craziest time. We're doing time. a little of that now again. It feels a little familiar. I'm saying it doesn't <laughs> seem that far away. <laughs> we're doing it all again. Okay. Especially yeah. here in California. Okay. And so this horrible thing happened. It just kind of must have put your family's life upside down. Completely. Do you remember, do you remember when you found out? Yes. Where my boyfriend you? called my mom mother i was in the shower uh we were mother and my younger sister and myself were unpacking the family home because we literally just moved from sausalito and um my boyfriend wayne called mother and and this nice little lady that had come over with a coffee cake uh carried mom down the hall and I was in the shower trying to cool off because it was unbelievably hot and they swung the shower door open and I looked at mom with this little woman holding her up and I was mortified and she said Sharon's dead Mm. and that was really weird for her to say that. She and just I, didn't know what to do. She And then she broke down and literally went to her knees. Yes. And I knew something was very wrong. So I said, give me a minute. And I closed the door. I didn't even get the soap out of my hair. And uh, wrapped a towel around my body and my, a turban on my head. And went wet-footed down the hall to 17. find out what had gone on. My father was in the process. He was still up at the Presidio. Roman was away in London finishing up Day of the Dolphin. <sighs> and basically, my mother, which as an adult I completely understand, uh, completely fell apart at the time, which kind of left me trying to handle everything. Oh. Which... I did, you know. I'm a. Um, I don't think I could have done a better job, even at the age I am now. I mean, I did everything correctly, um, but what that what the byproduct of that is, I was so busy holding everything together that I never grieved. Mm. So that was a prolonged thing that took me forever to figure out in my life. But you know, that's another show <laughs> did, did that did that just convert into the anger you know i don't have anger i'm one of those people that believes that um, good or bad things can happen for a reason and i'm not saying that what happened was good but what i am saying is perhaps we can make something good out of it and what would that be well learn from our mistakes which is the hardest thing to get mankind to do, to actually look back so that we don't step in that particular pile again. And the way I see it at this moment in history, we're getting ready to do that again as we speak. We're right on the apex there. And um, I know what kind of pain and personal degradation happens, what comes from that, and I would really like to be able to prevent that if at all possible, or contribute to lessening the uh, 
the progress of the all progress that. of the whole thing. Well, let's talk about that. That's the victims, at least that right. Victim, focus. victim rights. And, and, I, and, and I'm actually really sort of philosophically kind of. Was, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Strange, I forget. You I better because a lot of things are about to change. No, no. I think it's as it pertains to victims' rights and what our I goals know, there's are. There's going to be justice. more victims because crime is going to go up. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it already right. has. Yeah. And I see it very similar, the, the PG thing that we're so, both of us, we're coming, I would say you're coming from the right, I'm coming from the left, and we both don't like political correctness and what's going on, right, Drew? I hate political Where correctness. Where it's coming from is very similar to that 60s utopian Laurel Canyon bullshit that this horrible thing happened, which is criminals aren't bad people, really. Yes, right. That's what's happening. No, they just need and more love. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's unfair, and, and the man, you yeah, always get my creates. anti- Listen, Michael Michel Foucault, <laughs> and who says that you know, criminals are just, they're created by, I don't know what the hell is bullshit. Is, but Misunderstood like, yeah, individuals. So here's yeah. the thing that I long for, and I, I, I have a lot of d- strange opinions, but for the most part, personal responsibility. You do something wrong. You, you suffer the consequence. We have two, judges have too much leniency. Parole boards have too much leniency. It, it, the Manson people are the best example. If it wasn't uh, the Manson family murders, all those women would have been out of jail decades ago. In a Be- normal murder. In a normal murder. <laughs> yeah, weren't so publicly. And, yeah. and it's crazy that we have this leniency. And you can, you can kill somebody and serve 13 years. Yeah. You can kill somebody and serve life. You can kill somebody and... And, you know, it's just crazy. Well, our but, courts. But it not- and it's only going to get crazier because now... The, the criminals are not bad people and nobody should go to prison well you know then there is a huge predatory industry that needs to give up their jobs and go home right now Which i don't think that? the <laughs> district attorneys and the <laughs> sheriffs and the police are going to want to give up their jobs uh well, they say they're going to fight real crime. I'm talking about the decriminalization of drugs, the alternative sentencing involving that, drugs, including you can rob good? a bank, and if you're a drug addict, I can get you a drug treatment. Well, now? that's what goes on now. Wow. And that's not fair. You rob a bank, you know it's wrong. It should be a certain amount of time, eight years. I don't know. Let's have a standard, a sentencing standard. So you're standard. saying the drug, the drug courts have gotten too lenient. The drug court, there's not going to be any more drug courts. Within the next five years, there won't because everybody now in this political correct wonderfulness of the, you know, we've created. How far is this going to go? I think Excuse you're going to... Excuse me. If you're a drug addict or and you're getting busted with your stuff or you're selling to other drug addicts, maybe there's some play there depending on what the drug is. If you are a drug addict that robs a bank, then you need to go to jail for being a bank robber. That's right. Yeah. And we don't are, have that. And we're not heading towards that. If you break into homes... Yeah, you break yeah, into homes. You, you break go in for burglary. <laughs> Listen okay. to this. Hold so, on. You will listen to that. I'm gonna take a break. You're gonna tell us the story when we get back. Okay. I want to welcome Aloe Treatment Centers out in Malibu as a new sponsor. I know we can trust it because I started it and I, I work there. I can vouch for that. But the fact is, it's the way we used to do things. You and I. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, basic Minnesota model, really strong boundaries with clients, individualized treatment plans. Absence-based. Yeah, absence-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great team. It's a great team. Been there a long time. Some of the people have been there since the beginning. But here's the other thing is millennials need to learn how to get their driver's license and get a job. And we're starting a coffee house where the kids are going to work. Right. You know, that type of stuff. So it's like the best of the 20th century and a new 21st century model. Which is social, employment rehab. Growing up. Vocational rehab. Personal responsibility. in the world, being in the world. Yeah. And recovery. Yeah. Long term. Well done. We're back. More of this life. So go ahead. Listen. Okay. So so that's where we're headed. Because in in the decriminalization of drugs. I'm telling you, Drew, I'm only sober. Because a judge uh, uh, in Malibu said, you're going to the state penitentiary, Mr. Forrest, if you don't get yourself straight. That had a profound effect on me. Most of my friends got sober through either some combination of probation, criminal justice system, the interface with that. If that's not going to exist, what's going to stop us? Well, I've always said that's the one reason I like the the criminalization of drugs is that it helps me get people sober. Yes. You know, the consequent losing losing your life, losing your freedom, those are the two big ones. <laughs> and that's what Losing gets, your life doesn't really worry you when you're a drug well, addict. I hate to say it. I'll, but losing your freedom. Yeah. That's a real that's a reality. Yeah. And so that's what your I'm inability excited. although they can get drugs on the inside, it sure is a whole lot harder. And the the one thing that they don't want to give up is access to their Whatever, whatever their addictive substance so may I'm be. I'm remembering now so why I've been thinking so much about this. Drugs thing. is at the. What I'm trying to say is, drugs is at the fundamental core of crime. A, a lot of, of a lot of, of a lot of crimes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do we have now? The biggest epidemic drug adi- drug epidemic in the history of mankind is going on in America. Mm. An opioid epidemic never seen before in in society. If you most think, of those thankfully are not criminals. They're just couch the well they will doctor be. created well, they will be when they go to heroin yeah. and the price of heroin goes yeah. up and yeah. up and up and they're you know that's yeah. that's that desperation that the 60s created yeah. we're doing it wheel. again we're doing it again so the reason i was thinking about uh this very topic about uh criminality and and uh victims rights the one of the manson women was up for parole and was recommended for parole that is correct what's her name her name is Leslie Van Houten. Right, Van Houten. And Van Houten looks to me like kind of a recovering person, like there's some sort of recovery going on. I, I could just see it. And I thought to myself, okay, well, she probably actually has recovered and probably is helpful to other people in prison. So what? You know, what is our goal here? That's my. I started thinking. That's what, what I'm is saying. Our, what is our, de- our definition of, cr- of no. What of is prison ju- is. no? No. What's justice? What is justice? I, I don't lo- think justice exists. Well, anymore. I think we've lost track of that. Yeah. And so, so my question is, what? What do you? What is your definition of that? Well, how would you like to see justice played out? With the friend, let's use Leslie Van Houten as an example. Let's, let's say she's fully recovered. She's an actualized person. She's helping people on the inside. That doesn't mean she should get out. I believe that. Uh, in regard to her in particular, you see, I sit in a room less than six we- feet away from these you, you people have, you, you, often. Well, s- tell them that piece. You go in, you go up to the parole. I you go, actually created this, I right? Go, my mother created it. Your mother created it. this, yeah. Yeah, and I've done Where more. Where victims can go, victims' family yeah, yeah. can go face yeah, the parole yeah. board. Yeah. I've done more than anybody else in the United States as far as parole board hearings. I do also, I have to preface that by saying there are eight perpetrators incarcerated so Um, 
there's a lot of opportunity over the years it's gone the amount of years in between parole hearings has changed legally and now many of them have gotten just one year denials the last statistic that I was able to dig up because now the Department to this of day, Justice all eight of them are still in prison correct to this day yes yes barely Tex well, Manson uh, Susan Atkins died, died yeah. so she got a reprieve so to mm-hmm. speak but they've been some of them getting close to well now one's been recommended for parole. Uh, Bruce Davis who's who is truly the evil, ev- most evil out of all of them uh, has gotten parole dates three times Ugh. When his wife, the lady that met him while he was incarcerated, realized that it was real that he might get out, she divorced him. <laughs> and she put her daughter in Australia. Now, does that tell you anything, folks? That tells me that, that the closest person on earth to this man feels that if he was given his freedom, he would be a threat. So let's lose and Leslie Van Houten is the same. If they do good works, and I end every parole hearing on this note, I am glad for them. Truly, heartfully glad that they are finding something constructive to to give to other individuals. And God bless that. But don't give them their freedom because they are still sociopaths which is a precursor to psychopaths uh in the case of leslie van houten it came out during this last hearing that she carried on for 16 years a by letter but yet sexual in nature relationship with another double murderer in another state Mm. is that that shows me that Regardless of wh- how she's being rehabilitated in her personal life, she still gravitates to these same kind of individuals. How long do you think it's going to be until she goes right back to where she was then? And now they have followers, each, yeah. not only the Manson family under the Manson family umbrella, but each one of these killers has their own groupies. They're very influential in a younger generation, age alone does not and remove so that threat. Let's explore that for a second. Why, Drew? Why? Uh, There's a meaninglessness. It, it, right. It's the, it's the why they are, are in cults, and it's why they, they, they don't have purpose. And so they're looking for somebody to give them purpose. And I call them the lost children. Yeah. There's a lot of lost children. There's a lot of them. So, that and they gravitate towards this. Richard Ramirez, very similar. Well, ISIS. It, Yes, same thing. you're right. Same thing. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Oh, 100%. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's why, matter, why, they, why we yes, have such a problem right? with that in this matter country. Matter of fact, Charles Manson was our first homegrown domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. He was, their whole purpose was to start a race war. Yeah. Helter Skelter. Yeah, that's yeah. what Helter Skelter but, but was. Let's, but let's dig a little deeper into justice. Because yes. I started thinking, let, let's, for the sake of discussion, just yes. say she's a fully actualized person. She's not a psychopath anymore, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, well I don't disagree with anything you said so far. Right. I think it's a real possibility. But let's, for the sake of conversation, say she's had a change, a spiritual change or something. Uh, that still... Is is that still? Would that be justice if she ever got out? It wouldn't be. No, would it? it would not. Right. It, it there's there's would a not. certain kind of crime and a certain kind of behavior that I'm sorry. You know, whether it's death penalty or life in prison, that's what you get, right? I believe so. Why would they have 
had these terminologies in the first place if they didn't intend to make everybody rise to that That's standard. the question. That's Life in prison. It, it is a deterrent to uh, to curtail your natural behaviors when you're out of bounds. A psychopath. When you're out of yeah. bounds. Yeah. You know? I, think, I think you can follow the history of the death penalty everywhere you go. When Gary Gilmore, who was a friend of mine's brother, uh, wanted to be executed and was looking so forward to it, the state determined that that's crazy. We're not supposed to like that. Do you understand? Yes, you remember the whole Gary Gilmore yeah. thing? Might have been his diabolical <laughs> manipulation yeah, of the state. Yeah, it, it might have been. That and, was actually brilliant. And yeah. so, so they, as soon as California, I don't know, was one of the first to abolish the death penalty, right? We're so getting it was Brown conversion. has just put that back on the ballot for November, by the way. Bringing it back? Bring it back? He's bringing it back. It's on the November Jerry, ballot. Jerry Brown. Yeah, go that? team, go. You know, he's responsible <laughs> for this go. in the first place. He's responsible for all of these people's sentence being commuted from death. And by the way, separate trials on many of them over at 13 altogether. And all of them got the death penalty. We're pretty sure that they are guilty of this crime. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, but look, here's the interesting thing. So... The worst is capital murder of a police officer, correct? correct. I just want to get the murder scale down. So then there's with the egregious things to your sister. Right. right. That, that. Well, there's, there's, there's that sort of the depravity. There's, there's depravity, yes. yes. Then there's this typical homicide, right? Yeah. Re- regular old run-of-the-mill yeah, homicide. Yeah. Then there's second-degree murder. What is that? Vehicular man or uh, accidental death. Accidental. Is that, is that manslaughter? Isn't there second degree manslaughter. Mu- but what's second degree murder? You didn't mean it. It's not. It's, oh it's, it's, no, no, you know what it is? It's murder, like, but not premeditated so much. Yes, exactly. Like, like, oh, well, there was no way the Manson well, family you know, was going to that. For a while, if you yeah, were. We're not legal experts for the record. <laughs> if you were <laughs> driving a car. I'm just trying to get how crazy it is about murder, Drew. I, I, There's listen, nine different categories. I've been on a network where I talked to a lot of attorneys about this. And, and what crazy. do they think? They're so in it, it's just a matter of fact to them. They just, I think that it is a, a case-by-case situation. When Marcy's Law came to be, I was appointed the family spokesperson for several other. Marcy's Law. Marcy's Law is basically, there's a lot of factors abducted, to it. But let's abducted, say right? you can, it's the first time one of the aspects of this law is, no, it's not about a dub- oh, okay. ab- abduction, that a family can appoint an outsider, a non-attorney and a non kin by blood to go to these parole hearings so there were a lot of people that saw me because of my experience as somebody that they would want to go in to face their family's killers for them and a lot of those people i have brought over the years i have brought them to have the courage to do it themselves Mm -hmm. people are afraid because we're talking about heinous acts not vehicular manslaughter or you got in a fight and somebody fell down and hit their head and and died no these uh, are psychos. these are these psychos are that that do things for nonsense nonsensical reasons you know they're what i call predatory killers a predatory killer what what do we have we have a phrase that says a tiger doesn't change its stripes or a leopard doesn't change its spots well a predatory killer 
does not change theirs well, either. Yeah, you would, you know, that's a psychopath. Right. Right. It's a genetic, it's a biological right. thing. Right. Biological thing. They don't get their way, they go but, bonkers. But, but get this though. I we've dealt with some psychopaths who are not murderers. Like, like he would say, that's a so that's sociopaths. somebody who has no empathy, yeah, so no understanding. Oh, I collect those. But, I'm a magnet. If you need some, <laughs> Susan does too. <laughs> if you Susan need does. some, so how just can, look behind how me. Come I got some go that murder serial killer route. Be, be, there's a guy named James Fallon, uh, not Jimmy Fallon. James. Okay. Fallon. <laughs> He's a professor at UC Irvine. Talk show host and an authority on studies psychopathy. Yeah, he's on. I did a podcast. I was on the Dr. Drew podcast. I forget which number it was within the last three or four months. And um, he is studying the functional MRIs on psychopaths. So he knows exactly what the patterns are and what the regions of the brain are. And it's clearly a biological genetic thing. I have seen a and, few of those and, shots, yeah. actually. And Very he is, interesting. Yeah, and he has said that you can be a psychopath. Well, he was doing these studies, and he had a set of controls on his desk one day, and he, he got his family to do controls and his, his staff to be controls, and, he, uh, and some patients think we're going to be controls so he can compare them against the psychopath. And he's flipping through this pile of been sitting on his desk while he needed to go through it. He's flipping through the controls. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God, this guy's a psychopath, not a control. He's actually talking about He looks at James Fallon. It was his. It was his. It was his. So and so he started. So he went back to his family. It's a long story. Told it all my podcast. He goes back to his family, and they're like, "Yeah, you're you're an asshole. You don't you don't you don't." And he, and he found out he's particularly obnoxious to his family. He goes because he's a very jovial, friendly guy. When you talk to him, he goes by controlling of them, just aggressive and nasty towards them. And it turns out he has a particular genetic slant of psychopathy. Turned out he was related to Lizzie Borden. And there was what? this long multi generation wow. pattern of killing family members. Oh, only family whoa. members. Yeah. Did everybody and, get out of Dodge? <laughs> so, well, and so he went and he studied even further. And he, what he found was that you can have this predilection genetically, and there's a lot of them. So, you know, maybe 1%, 2% of the Crazy. population out there, provided you have no trauma in childhood, uh-huh. it turn, it, you can compensate for it. You can be okay. You may not be the greatest guy to be around, but you're not going to kill anybody. You know right from wrong. You not really have empathy in certain situations, but you you can contain the impulses. But if you have trauma in childhood and that genetics, game on, game okay. on. Okay, then that's how you get Gary Gilmore and right. and Manson. We, but how we do dealt you with get, sociopaths. But how do you get? I don't know. Manson didn't have any and, siblings, and by the way, right? No. Yeah. And, and to be fair, but, psychopaths but are a little Gary different. Gary Gilmore. Than Gilmore Gary Gilmore does a brother. Who lived the same traumatizing life? Who's one of uh, uh, didn't have the gene? The gene, the genetics. It, it tends to be. It tends to skip generations. It tends sip, to be. Sip, it moves siblings. around. Goes to cousins and things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, skip, routinely. Rarely would you have a whole family of them, like oh, no, multiple siblings. Like I've never even heard Heck of that. No, you wouldn't, because you'd all kill each other. Well, just <laughs> but but just from an evolutionary standpoint, you couldn't. No, because you'd kill yeah. each other. The right. genes wouldn't oh, go. They, on. Would, they, they wouldn't yeah, go. Yeah, on. They'd end up. Yeah. So. So I just I think we're getting into scary times with the drug addiction in America. The political correctness is very similar to the '60s. I think we got a perfect zeitgeist for, I agree. for a mess. I agree, one hundred percent. This is scary times. We are on the Do apex it, of bad times. I I am I'm a super optimist. Okay, I'm an optimist about humans, and I'm optimist about this country. I think we're in it more now than we know. And I think we're about to come out. I hope so. Either that or we're in big, big, big trouble. But well, but, but you and I, we were there in the 60s and 70s. Yes, remember, I was. Remember what that felt like. 
and believe and, it or not, I do remember. <laughs> oh, and we we do remember, but but it's it felt that felt worse in a weird way. I feel like when we come out of it this time, we're going to be in a better starting spot. Is that if that makes sense? Is that possible? Only we, if we can learn from our mistakes, all right, which we'll historically talk, we'll, it doesn't happen. Which tends not to happen. We'll take a break. Be right back. <laughs> This life is sponsored by Bergamet Mega Plus. Uh, this is a very interesting nutritional supplement that helps reduce the risk of heart disease. It is a product that is derived naturally from the key extracts of the bergamot citrus fruit. Just right there in the name, Bergamet Mega. The bergamot citrus fruit is endemic in Calabria region of Italy, and it is extremely rich in something called polyphenols. This is something that can affect cholesterol metabolism, polyphenols. Uh, the Italian government was so interested in this, they actually funded the development of bergamot. And the research I have read carefully, and it looks good. I've got to tell you, if you are someone that has issue with taking a statin, should be on a statin, can't tolerate a statin, this is a natural statin what we call an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. It has many of the properties of a statin that lower triglyceride, raise HDL, lower LDL. It also has an effect on metabolic syndrome. It may improve insulin resistance as well. So in a nutshell, for you, Bergamet Mega Plus can address conditions faced by millions of Americans worldwide. As I said, that is the metabolic syndrome, which is characterized by increased abdominal fat, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and insulin resistance. This is a combination known as the metabolic syndrome. And, you know, very often, in addition to diet, physicians are recommending a number of different medications. If you haven't got to that point yet, please talk to your doctor about the possibility of trying Bergamot Mega Plus. Only do it with the supervision of your doctor, of course, but it is available over the counter. And as usual, I want you always to consult with your physicians before you take anything. I want you to know, though, cardiologists and physicians worldwide have been recommending Bergamot Mega Plus. I actually have been recommending it. Its effectiveness has been the subject of many studies, and it looks good. To learn more, visit bergamet.com. That is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com. Or you can go to thislifepodcast.com or drdrew.com and click on the Bergamet banner on our website. Okay, we're back. We're talking about we're back. not and learning from our mistakes historically, which I could so, not agree more strongly with. But let's go back with. to Governor Brown because yes. he is the one that was against the death penalty. You're saying he's the one he that clearly has not learned from his mistakes. Is he reinstituting the death penalty or trying to he, reintroduce it? He's re. It will be on the November ballot to abolish the death penalty. We have the death penalty currently in California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but we never execute anybody. No, we don't, because it's such a horrific problem with the amount of appeals that people can do. I mean, five appeals, each appeal has to be five years apart. People are dying of old age before we put them to death. That is somewhere perhaps we should think, rethink Perhaps, because with forensic evidence and everything, uh, DNA evidence, everything we have now, I think that other than um, the powers trumping up cases, I think that it would be pretty conclusive. And in my younger years, I was against the death penalty. I'm an older gal now, and it just makes a whole lot of sense younger, to me to get rid of Even them. the shadow of your sister's death, you were yes. anti-death penalty. Yes, I was. Because I didn't want to personally be responsible for making the decision to end somebody's so life. So do you believe that the majority of murderers should be life without possibility of parole? You know, there then are... Then you could move on with your life. There are people that I would definitely recommend for 
that to get out that I represent their families. There are you listen to the circumstances, you look at the age of the person, you look at the feeling and emotion that wow. they they display and I I would say like I already have once do x y and z and next time I think you're going to make it out. I'm very fair-minded. Wow. There are a lot of people that have that have been convicted of murders that can be rehabilitated, but they are not predatory killers. Mm. What about Tex Watson? Isn't he a religious? Yeah, they all, you know, that's, that's since the beginning of recorded time. Playing the God card is the yeah. one thing that gains your freedom. Drew, why do, you, why do you think that is? I don't know, but the same guy, James Fallon, I was telling you about before the break, he also had a period of his life where he was hyper-religious. <laughs> oh, and, and he said there's some sort of compensation that you do uh, sort of automatically when you know you have no feeling about other people that you start trying to find something. Because if, if you don't have connection with other people, how do you find meaning? You know what you know what I mean? It's, Jesus. That's what Ted well, Watson's into, right? Yeah, it's sort of otherworldliness. Well, he, he pretends. I think they all pretend to have found christ and while they're in there i believe that many of them actually you know believe it themselves believe it themselves it's part of the game you have to play to gain your possible freedom you understand psychopaths act as if right they they study and try to try to act the way humans are supposed to act (laughs) what it's how they act yeah it's a weird thing. We we don't deal with psychopaths, you and I. We deal with sociopaths. Soci- sociopaths yeah. are friendly and nice by comparison. Oh, they're, really? they're pain in the ass, but they're 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 back in much the better. day. Um, Tex Watson and Bruce Davis, the one I was saying is the most, I believe, the most dangerous in the in the pack, uh, were incarcerated in San Luis Obispo together. My mother was alive at the time, and we and had a I'm little stop guy. Just, yeah. I, I'm afraid I'm going to forget to say it as it pertains to this whole. Okay. I imagine your book, Recollection, you go through some of this. this yes. This very, no, no. In Recollection, Recollection that's a, has Sharon Take, colon, Recollection is the book. Yeah. Yes, but the, it's a beautiful picture gra- uh, pictureography and explains her career. It goes from childhood up. So it's really about Sharon. It's about Sharon. I needed to reintroduce. It is. I'm told by others that it's absolutely gorgeous. We were at Jillian Barber's house. I think the other I night bought it. Where we met I think Deborah. I just bought it at Wacko in Hollywood. Oh, cool. And uh, she has a beautiful picture. It's a lithograph right? of uh, Sharon. I gave her that. It's be- in the Jillian Barber's house. It's the cover of my book, actually. Wow. So oh. so you're saying your mom is still alive. Sorry. Your mom was alive, and we had little people, as we still do, on the inside of the prison, inmates that communicate with us. And this one young inmate, I'm going to keep his name out of this, but he let us know that uh, both Tex Watson and Bruce Davis were chaplain's assistants. But in their off time they would go in there and bend boys, newcomers, over the altar and have sex with them. Now, in one of Tex Watson's previous... (laughs) No, excuse me, I got them confused. In Bruce Davis's previous parole hearing transcripts, it came out that he was in... He stole keys and was in a part of the prison that he was forbidden to be in. So basically, the... The jail keepers or the powers that be didn't write up the full report, but we managed to get the full story 
from inmates themselves. Mm-hmm. There are people on the inside that are scared to death of these individuals because they still throw their weight around. And if they come out, they will influence others. There's nothing for them. Can, can we just go about that? Brown's big on, he just let about 6,000 criminals out last year. There's no place for these people to go. There's no jobs. There's, there's no, no jobs housing. For the highly trained there's no jobs. There's no housing. There's no opportunity. You're on parole, which yeah. is one of the most strictest, uh, difficult uh, hoops to jump through. Yeah. And I don't understand why we think it's like a good thing. Well, I just don't understand it. From what I understand, formal parole on these people, my people, should they come out, is going to be formal parole. Six months. Six freaking months. So you're only being watched while you're in a halfway house. Yeah. And uh, by the way, in Los Angeles, in between January and the end of March, crime raised 27%. I happen to think it's a coincidence that the halfway houses are in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Okay. Well, Is there's, there there's any a lot around my house. Here? There's a lot around my house there's in a lot Hollywood. Of, it's but let bad. me let me just follow, follow this narrative. So, in the olden days, my dad used to tell me, because my dad was probably the same age as you guys. Dad, my dad was born in 1918. He used to say, if you committed a crime, judge tell you, you join the army, you can get the fuck out of the state, or you can go to jail. They used to give you a choice. Wow. Right. Right. When did that end? Do you know? Why can't these people go fight ISIS for us? <laughs> well, seriously. Well, you're, if they're it, the same mentality, well, I, let's it, get it, them paroled and fight ISIS. If I'm not mistaken, some states still do implement that. And that is that the, uh, the Air Force and the Navy don't, you have to be of a clean record and even educated to join those two branches. But the Marines, it's open season. Really? They'll take you because you're a military those, are the first, person. those are the first guys on the ground. Yeah. And the army I'm, infantry I'm, I'm are right behind them. How can we get that instituted where you could, okay, if they're going to parole and go and go fight ISIS? I swear to God. Yeah, look I, at I know Drew's what looking saying. out crazy. No, no, I know what you're saying because uh, they, because they can make up what they did to our families by protecting us from these fucking other sociopaths. Correct. What you could say is that these features that have evolved have evolved for some purpose even though they go bad on us maybe we can find a way to make it use <laughs> it use it evolution for society yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm all for like okay we'll bring you to san jose airport and let's get you over to over to syria what do you say i think I, it could be great no i i it's actually those kinds of things that occurred to me i wouldn't want to be the sergeant managing the <laughs> organization the of psychopaths. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, but I, I don't know because I'm not a military person what they would think about that. But I'm sure somebody's thought of that. I'm sure. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'd like, yeah, I would right? like to look that up, but I think that it went the wayside because we had some years in there after Vietnam and the Korean Cold War where we were at peace for the most part. So there was no place for the... We, that is definitely not a factor now. And I can't think of a better way to harness 
that energy this, that these this people kind are. of energy. Now Charles Manson was able to. Oh, he's to, a coward. No, but he's he a was, coward. He, we got to give credit where credits due, and the man, just like Hitler, was able to take sociopaths and band them together. Sociopaths are usually lone wolves. It takes it's a artful man that's able to take those mentalities and make them move as one. If Charlie can do it, I say we we, we could can find get, a platoon we sergeant. We find a platoon sergeant to get the same talent going. That's true. All right, we'll take another quick break. We'll be right back. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest podcast or interaction with drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction per se. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the sites or podcasts. All right, we're back in this life. We're talking to Deborah Tate. I'm not kidding, Drew. No, I know you're not. Why can you not say anything in this country anymore without being attacked? I know somebody's going to come after me on Twitter or Facebook. What the fuck are you talking about? You should see what I'm going through today. Listen to that. I'm I'm sure you get that all the time. I'm going to get it big time. I'm going to get it big time. Listen to how how easy it is to trigger people. Listen to this. I was... uh, I saw my I saw a whole bunch of hate stuff come up on Twitter for me today, and I was like, "What?" And it, and it says, "How dare you call Taylor Swift a love addict?" This was the a love addict. The hate, 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 hate. How dare you? And I went, "When did I do that?" I was like, "I don't even remember." And I and then I I thought about it all day. And I thought, "Oh, you know what? I think TMZ got me in the airport and cornered me and asked some questions about her." And I about a, about a month ago, maybe two months ago. And uh, and she is a love addict, and she's what's uh, wrong with being a love addict? Yeah, nothing wrong with it. And, and I'm sure, and I, you it's know, a she, little naive. She, you I get mean, taken advantage of once in a while. Yeah, but I've just, been F- there, right? Oh, no, a lot of people have it. And FYI, she you go, how is it different? Why if a guy, say, well, if a guy sees multiple women in sequence and has no feelings, that's not, not love addiction. But she idealizes these guys, is shattered when they let them out, then writes songs about it. That's love addiction. It you know, works but, for her. She's yeah, made but it God work for God bless her. Yeah, God bless but her. She, every every love addict should have the career she has yes. millions of young people identifying with that you know who really yeah. identified with it right. our buddy ryan adams you know the the country rock guy he covered her entire album because uh, he's a love addict yeah and, and love addiction by the way we we toss that term codependency around. is mostly, yeah we should yeah, do yeah. maybe do a whole thing on this we need to really get america is so codependent that's why they feel sorry for the criminals instead of the victims right it's been yeah. going on forever but the, the idea, victims but at is the core, a little too close to home that could be me exactly at, you know what but I mean? at the core the right at the core the this is an people idealize other people and they need to idealize because things weren't so good in their childhood. And so this idealizing thing is really taking hold right now. Don't and, we all want to be loved? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But but going and accessing love is different than idealizing somebody that you're chasing. Well, you know. Want to go down a real rabbit hole? Yeah. Why not? We might as well. So I love Roman Polanski. Yeah. He's your brother-in-law. Yes, he is. I love him. You've always had this kind of weird feeling about him. Yes. With the... the, the 70s because he represents the thing that you don't like about the 70s what happened with that little teenage girl up at nicholson's house that's what you don't like about the 70s hang on i don't like what he did to to her sister 
What's that? The way he conducted himself in that marriage, I will, I will, I will sit in judgment of. At least as the, I don't know if it's true I, or not, I, but but not, it, it's not as true as there are a lot of things because nobody spoke up. Uh, everybody had an opinion, but nobody officially spoke up. There's been a lot of rumors we, that were set into legend. Okay, but Sharon Roman, first of all, is well, he's Polish, but with was He's a in Holocaust France, survivor. A Holocaust yeah, survivor yeah. from a horrible about trauma. trauma, big time, escaped uh, the ghetto and put ran to Paris, put himself through school, did tremendous things. The man speaks 18 fluent freaking languages. Seriously, 18? That's 18. crazy. Wow. He's very heartful. He never lies. He said with this girl, he did it. Okay, mm-hmm. he did no, it. He wasn't exonerating himself at no, all. He just was he exonerating he her age, though? Yeah. He thought she was in, a little in, older. In France, in, in Fran- I don't think it made much difference to him. In France, it this, that's a normal rite of, pas- of, of passage. Yes. And guys, she was 14, and mm-hmm. she I know four other people in movies that she had been with or allegedly had been with prior crazy, to Roman right? she her mother was wanted a star you know wanted that, a career that's for a way, her that's a real career and, uh, and by the stage way folks, mom there's we, a stage mom we player. have those today I know for sure and we have kids walking Hollywood Boulevard that are not of that age and nobody very few people actually get out there and try to stop that we have Cosby we have Woody Allen, for God's sakes, who married his daughter. How long had he been diddling soon? It is pretty crazy. Okay, so it's selective. We turn a blind <laughs> eye when He's it's He's saying celebrities can do whatever they want. Right. We live in well, a celebrity culture. Now, that being said, it was also free love. It was the way that Los Angeles, Paris, New York, the Deborah's big making cities, my case for me. We're, I mean, we're, we're you're playing right into his hand. I know, but I'm telling the <laughs> truth as it is, and, no, and, and it I, existed. He did do. He had. He was had extramarital affairs in overseas. There's a difference between love and sex, regardless of the impact upon your sister's emotional well-being. And that, to me, is not okay. Period. Yes. That's all. You're right. You're you're right there. That's the, but uh, empathy if, is the if, opposite of the psychopath we were talking she about. Truly was showed distress, and don't get me wrong, she was distressed. I witnessed and was part of conversations on on multi levels. Yeah. She didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. And and listen, and I would never tell her how to live her life. I think she would have stayed with him. Yeah, and, I and I would, and, and I would never, him. and I would go, okay, that's on her, right? But I still will hold him accountable for hurting her. I know that that's now, that's because thing. Roman and I are still very friendly. Um, he regrets that, and Good. he definitely wow. regrets. Wow. He definitely regrets the involvement with Samantha. Um, he did immediately at that time. Folks, all I'm saying is at that time, because I was around him and everybody else, he it didn't, honestly, it didn't occur to him because that was I know part that of his lifestyle. It was the 70s, Bob. That's why I hate the 70s. That's it. Period. End. 
All my, case <laughs> made. Case closed. <laughs> I don't even blame Roman Polanski. I blame the 70s. Really? She's right. It is. She's absolutely right. Roman Polanski wanted and desired a documentary was produced, was, was taken from a trial uh, that I testified in, in Her Majesty's highest court in London. And uh, they listened to me talking to other people on what I knew about all that. And the documentary is absolutely accurate and true. What's it called? Roman Polanski Wanted and Desired. At that time, they had a hard time finding a DA that could prosecute because it was a known fact which one of them had not been with an underage female. Oh my God! All right, and okay. It's the now you might truth. have me believing this. So the seventies were the worst thing that ever happened. Oh my God! We're still yeah. dealing with the repercussions. repercussions. All those traumatized kids then traumatized their kids, and then I talked to them on Loveline. <laughs> And that's that's what happened. And that's listen and, to the Anderson Cowan episode. And there's <laughs> there's Drew's hamster wheel. And I only see things through music. And the seventies were such a great music thing. You had Led Zeppelin. Oh, I you agree. Yeah, had, had and the Sex Pistols and the. How about the Zeppelin's and, behavior? Come on, now. Led Zeppelin, Drew. I don't give a fuck who they are. <laughs> they're human beings. It, it's like it's like. Did uh, you know Lori Maddox? No. Okay. She was the underage girlfriend yeah. of Jimmy no. Page. Did you know that? No. I, I was, was the underage girlfriend a few times, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, you guys. we got to wrap this up. This has been... I could talk to you all day. This is life. Just, I, yeah. Yes. Thanks yeah. so much for You're so on. welcome. Yeah. Anytime, this guys. This is very interesting, Deborah. And we, people can find you as their website or anything. The book, obviously, again, Well, I would like to send people to noparoleformansonfamily.com. I, all of the Manson family killers are coming up for parole. They have all advanced under these bad laws that california has set and uh i just dumped a hundred and almost hundred and forty thousand signatures against leslie van houten but october 13th i have bobby Bouzelet. october 27th oh, I, I have alive. tex he's watson yeah actually we just had him brought back to california he's been in oregon for all these years in prison had married has kids in prison uh, yeah in no. prison has a rock career a budding <laughs> a, a budding uh art we are living in business. a fellini movie not yeah, a we Polanski are. movie a fellini, a fellini movie. big time that is crazy it you're is gonna nuts. have children when you're in prison yes well tex has four you're kidding. No. Got to keep those psychopathic genes moving forward. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, everybody. With that happy note, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. She's the chasing child And I said lovely, oh so lovely, won't you love me, love me She
flickering light Rose petal lips and fair skin Every man 